Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah, yes. The camp cut-down debates rage on, and the wide receiver position has been in focus all camp long, really way before camp. If you go back to before the draft, heck, you can go back to last offseason, everybody's trying to wonder, well, how could the Saints improve that position? Seth Dunlap with you here until 11 o'clock tonight, and let's bring on into the program Zach Streve, 12-year NFL offensive lineman with the Saints and now voice of the Saints on the Saints radio network. Zach, how you doing, buddy? Seth, I'm doing great, bud. Thanks for having me. Uh, how, how's your camp going, man? Uh, you, you enjoying kind of? You just got back from LA, enjoying it. Probably much, much more than you did when you played. I'm, I'm guessing. It's a lot. It's a lot better than when I played. Yes, uh, I, I get to go to bed whenever I feel like it. There's no grown men coming to see if I'm tucked in at the appropriate time. <laughs> Uh, the only downside is I don't have unlimited access to snacks and Gatorade anymore. I got to do that on my own. But yeah, it's nice. Uh, nice just going out to practice. It's been a lot of fun to watch the guys this year. Did they? They had a designated guy to come around and, and check your dorms. Is that true? There's a couple. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, either the security guys or the the assistant strength coaches. So yes, there are guys that come around and check and make sure that you're uh, in bed. It's really more that you're in your room and not out. Yeah, that's uh, it. Sounds like uh, I don't know, prison watch or something like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that a little bit when it's happening to you. <laughs> I, I caught on Zach to what Drew Brees said today, and I always listen to these post-practice press conferences, and about ninety-eight percent of the time they're dull, they're boring. You don't really find out anything. I thought we found out a lot today when Drew Brees gave his huge endorsement to Austin Carr, saying that. He loves how Austin's played in camp. He's extremely comfortable with them, went into his route running. Does that mean Austin Carr is squarely now on this roster, man? I don't know if it means that he's squarely on the roster. I'd like to believe that, uh, being a, a former cat, just like Austin is. But um, I, I certainly think, you know, it's always easy, and, and you know this, you know, from staying on the sidelines, it's easy to catch the big flashes. You know, it's easy to see a guy that makes a big play down the sideline or some acrobatic grab or, those are easy to see. It's very difficult to see what a guy like Austin Carr can bring to the table because he's never going to blow your mind with his athleticism or with, uh, you know, his ability to go up and fight a ball away. But Austin Carr is a very savvy player. He always has been. A tie was in college. He's a former walk-on at Northwestern. Actually wrote the head coach a letter um, saying, "Hey, I'd love to come and play for football for you guys." So. You know, it's a, it's a really it's a it's a pretty crazy story that he's ended up where he is, and he's really survived on that savviness, uh, you know, through college and, and into the pros. And so, the number one thing, listen, let's be honest, the number one thing is is having Drew Brees on your side and having that guy have confidence in you. Um, and I think that Austin's had a really good, solid camp. I think he's continued to grow. You know, you've seen him get opportunities consistently uh, with the first group. He just doesn't make a lot of flash plays, but that's not really who he is. But uh, I think that that position battle is still raging. I, I really don't think that it's settled at all. Um, but but I do think that Austin Carr is square in the mix and, and probably more so uh, than, than we in the media have really given him uh, credit for. I th- look, I think you're right. And I think that like, I called myself out on the radio yesterday, said I've had Austin Carr off this roster an entire camp, and I shouldn't have. 
there's no way I should have, and I think I've fixed that now. Uh, do you have any idea, Zach, how many receivers they'll keep this year? I think it's usually six, but sometimes that includes a returner. I don't know if we're considering Deontay Harrison that or not. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the big decision is, is you know, is there going to be a guy that contributes outside of the receiver group? They're not going to carry six receivers and have them all just be receivers. One of those guys is going to have to be a major contributor on special teams. And, you know, here, listen, Deontay Harris is, is, is really interesting. I don't know that he could have, have, could have done much better so far in the preseason in games. He's looked the part. He, you know, he seems to make plays and have a knack. It's, even the short returns, you kind of look down and you go, man, that was 12 yards. You know, he just has a knack for, for returning the football. And uh, if he continues with that throughout the preseason, he's going to be really tough uh, to release, you know. And, and certainly with Marcus Sherrill's having been out and, and not, not getting to see him, although obviously there's already a lot of film and, and history on Marcus Sherrill's, but it sure would be a lot more exciting to have a guy in his first year that could be that productive on that side. And uh, so, you know, I think, you know, right now, personally, uh, I'd probably put it at five. Um, but I do think that there's a very good opportunity or chance that, that we would see six. I just think one of those guys is going to have to be a major special teams contributor. And, you know, right now, if you're looking at room, that have to be Deontay Harris. Yeah, I'm with you there. We're talking to Zach Streif at Zach Streif on Twitter, voice of the Saints. Good offensive line. I, I – I think that this might be, and look, Zach, please tell me how wrong I am. I want you to if I'm wrong about this. It seems like this position group is the easiest to project. It's also the deepest, I think, on the team. But it seems like Cameron Tom, Nick Easton, because of the contract, maybe not because necessarily of how he's performed, because of that contract, and then Michael Ola because he's probably the best guy that you've got playing tackle uh, of the backup preserve. It seems like those three guys are going to be on this roster. Am I wrong there? Is this going to be harder to handicap once we get close to cut downs? that I'm giving it credit for? Well, I'll tell you this. So I, I, I still think Will Clapp has had a good, solid camp. And, and I said early on he had a great offseason. And, and really what you would, you know, suspect, you know, that, listen, they brought Nick Eaton in to play center. Um, he has played guard, obviously, more since, since Eric McCoy has taken over. But I think he's a better center. Um, I think he played better at center this year. And so you might see them want to go and grab another guard. Now, I think Camp's had a good camp, too. And like you said, it's one of the problems is it's a deep group. There's a lot of guys in there that I think can play in the National Football League. Um, so I don't know that that's really nailed down yet. And I also don't think that the Saints are above saying, you know what, this guy isn't one of our seven or eight best, and, and we're not going not gonna to keep him because I think Nick Easton has more to prove. Um, he is coming off a year where he didn't play, and, and that can be very difficult for guys to – kind of get back in the swing of things he's certainly shown that he has the ability to do it before but you know I don't know how secured that room is yet uh, I, I think you're right with Michael Ola I think he's been the best of the group at that tackle spot and I think that's still a battle that is continuing and that's been my concern since early in campus kind of who's going to fill that you know kind of not necessarily even swing tackle role because I don't think that guy's on the roster but um, at least somebody that can step in and play right tackle for you uh, if Ryan goes down and, and, and I think having the versatility at that point then to, to play guard as well is really beneficial for Michael Ola uh, in case he would end up sliding into left guard and letting Andrews Pete slide out. When you're watching those guys on the offensive line maul now that the pads run and you've seen them game situations with a lot of them, are, are you impressed by the talent in that group? They have a chance to be not one of them, maybe the best offensive line in the league? Yeah, talent-wise, th that group is phenomenal. Um I will say this, and, and 
hope my guys don't get mad at me. I think they can play a lot better than what they've played. Um, I, I, don't, I have not been overly impressed with, with really either one of the games um, for those guys. And, and, and I only say that because I know what they're capable of, and I don't think that they've shown that yet. Now, the preseason, I understand, I mean, because I, I, I went through it, it it's, it's a hard time mentally for you as a player to really perform at your absolute best because you have this thought in the back of your head, I have to be ready for the season. And there's kind of a – it's just an inherent fear of, man, I can't do what I normally do because I don't want to have anything go wrong. I just want to get out of this game healthy. Uh, and, and so, you know, I, I take it all with a grain of salt in the preseason. But uh, if you, you want to ask me about talent, yeah, that, that is as talented a group as there is. And, and, again, I think Ryan Ramchek and Teron Armstead are unquestionably the best tackle duo in football. How have you reacted to this Teddy versus Taysom debate that has broken out and raged on social media the last couple of days, man? Well, I think, listen, the Saints are in a really good position in the quarterback room. I don't know that any, any team in football has a better quarterback room than the New Orleans Saints. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, you know, the, the discussion in the preseason in general with quarterbacks is always kind of tough. And, you know, I also – think that both of those guys would kind of acknowledge I don't think Teddy played very well I don't think Teddy felt like he played very well I also don't think he got a ton of help um and and you know Taysom played uh very well I I was so proud of Taysom he looked so comfortable throwing the football obviously made good decisions on the ground he's incredibly talented uh running the football as well but he was also playing at the end of a game in which most defensive starters didn't play you're getting third and fourth string guys you know, whereas Teddy was playing with more of the defensive guys on the field. But I, I, I just I implore people to take preseason games uh, a little bit maybe less serious. It's, it's, they're not serious, but you can't tell the whole story out of a preseason game. You just can't. This team has never been one to prepare for preseason games. We spend a minimal amount of time on them. Sending a quarterback out on the field with one night of game prep uh, is really putting them behind the eight ball. And a guy like Taysom that can run around with the football really gives him an advantage. So um, I, I think Teddy's had a very good training camp. I think he's been incredibly accurate. He's made good decisions. You know, there's things that Teddy needs to improve on. But um, I, I'm I'm just psyched that we have both of them in the building because, quite honestly, you love having both of them. Zach Streif with his Zach camp breaks tomorrow. A lot of fans have asked me, well, what does that mean exactly? Because they're still practicing after that, still preseason game. What happens when camp breaks? Well, I think the single biggest change is that they eliminate night meetings. So as a player, you know, they've been in the hotel uh, every night, right? And so, you know, short of the days off, you know, you, you go back to the hotel, you have practice, you, you eat dinner, you go back to the hotel, um, and you start meetings up again around 7:30, and you go till 9:30, 10 o'clock, and you know that's your life for about three and a half weeks. Is you know you're up at seven, you're you're down at, at 10 o'clock at night, and once camp breaks, the practice schedule is really the same. But there's no more fans around. Uh, you know, like you know, Seth, there's no more media. You know, throughout practice. But more than anything, the single biggest takeaway is when the day is over, it's usually right around dinner time and you get to drive home and, and be with your family. So that's really the big change in terms of the football side of it. Those guys are still grinding. Yeah, and you're still grinding, Zach. We will hear you and Deuce McAllister this Saturday up in New York. First time, what, since 2006, Saints and Jets have played in the preseason. We'll hear Zach and Deuce and Steve Geller on the sidelines this Saturday. Zach, really appreciate the time tonight, man. 
I have to say it was a beautiful segue, Seth. I loved it. All right. Me too. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, man. There he goes. Yes, the beautiful Zach Streif, at Zach Streif on Twitter, voice of your New Orleans Saints. Got a lot of texts to get to. Yes, I've seen them all. I'm not ignoring them. Just wanted to talk to Zach there. We'll answer some of those texts plus your phone calls when we come back. And the lines, well, they're wide open right now. Love to hear from you. Let's talk some Saints football. 504-260-1870. And our text line is 870-870. The last lap, we're running on right here on WWL. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.